0: Okay. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you're alive, that you're with us this morning. And I ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would work in our hearts. You'd help me to speak that which you want me to speak, Father. And you would take away that which you don't want me to say. All for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please would you take them out and let's turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. And uh, we are on verse 16, at verse 16. This is what it says. Philippians chapter 3, verse 16. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Another translation puts it this way, quite uh, straightforward. It says, Only let us live up to what we have already attained. In other words, it's live our lives up to what we have already attained. We're coming to an end of uh, this chapter. And uh, as I've said before, Paul is addressing his friends in Philippi. And up until verse 14, he has been um, in, in almost encouraging them, motivating them, trying to get them to just live this life um, in the way that God has called us to live uh, part of preaching, part of our community getting together is that we get to encourage one another to continue running this race that we find ourselves in. And uh, this is what Paul has been doing. And then he gets uh, verse 15 and he changes his tone. He changes his attitude. He changes the way he addresses his friends from motivational and encouragement to speak into the free world. Um, he says, you uh, I've been speaking to you, I have been encouraging you, you are mature, you consider yourself mature, therefore let us live this life according to the way we've been called to live. So he changes from motivation to a place of speaking to their minds, their intellect. God has called you, God has saved you, God has done many things for you, therefore you need now to to take those things and walk and help um, Try, ask him to help you continue walking this life in that light. And then we get to verse um, 16. And then he continues and he says to his friends, Let us live up to what we have already attained. So we have attained some stuff. We have learned. We have um, understood. And God has been good to us. And he continues to be good to us. This is true of them in the, at, uh, that time. And it is true for us today, in 2024. Now let's quickly just break down this this, uh, scripture a little bit so we can get some context and try to get some understanding. And try and understand that which God is saying to us, so that we can live this life according to His way, for His glory. Now he starts off, Paul, starts off by saying, Nevertheless, nevertheless. That word, nevertheless, has the idea of just one more thing. So I've been walking, I've been telling you, I've been encouraging, I've been motivating, now I'm speaking to your free will, speaking to your intellect. And uh, so he gets in and he says, nevertheless, so there's one more thing, one more thing for me to, perhaps there's one more thing that I need to encourage you with. There's one more thing I need to address you with. Um, and um, this in itself brings the point of maturity, the maturity process under uh, that we've been discussing. Remember, now we're at a place where he's addressing, he singles out all the, those who consider themselves mature, which uh, w- would be us this morning. We would all consider ourselves mature. And um, this word, nevertheless, almost brings out the main point of maturity. So I've walked, I've said, and I've done all these things. Here's a fact. For every single one of us, every single Christian, every single believer, every true Christian grows to some degree. So it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, it doesn't matter where you find yourself, if you're a true Christian, God has saved you, God has enlightened you, God has brought you to this place, you have grown. You can confess, you can testify that since the day that you were born again, to today, there has been some sort of growth. That is a fact of every single believer. But the extent to which we grow, or we have grown, we use that uh, that we have learned for further development. So you have grown, you have come from point A, you are at point B. A point one and um, there has been growth there has been growth you are not the same person you were yesterday or a year ago or a week a month whatever the case might be you have grown you have changed and that growth fosters or helps us into the f- into future growth In other words past development where you've come from is the basis for future growth so it's not a waste of your life it's not a waste of your time everything you've gone through good or bad which brings development which brings growth actually is preparing you for the next phase of growth in your life often we don't really want to say that or hear that but it's true God allows all sorts of things to uh, happen in our lives. We don't understand why he does. I mean, we sang about his son, his uh, son Jesus, his, his powerful name. We don't understand and we don't know why some things happen to us. But God allows those things to happen to us for his glory and for our development, for our growth. So your growth up until today is the basis for your future growth. It helps you to grow more because you were this way yesterday, you're this way today, tomorrow you'll be different because you are growing. There's a trajectory. Remember, we are running. Paul reminds us, we are running. Um, We're in this race, on this track, and the idea is that we will finish this race. We will all finish this race. Philippians um, um, chapter 1 verse 6 encourages us this way. It says that he who began a good work in you and I is continuing that work in us and will bring it to completion. In other words, God is committed to that thing that he started. And so if he started to work in your life to make you a, uh, develop, to make you grow, he is committed to seeing that process right to the end. It doesn't matter what the enemy or what people bring across our path. It doesn't matter what bus comes and tries to hit us, uh, t- take us off this track. The fact is, Jesus Christ, this powerful God that we sang about this morning, is committed to our growth, to our development, and he will bring us to The end. When we cross that finish line, when he calls us home, it'll be a glorious occasion. But he is committed to bringing us through. This is what Paul is trying to encourage his friends in Philippi. And I would imagine the Holy Spirit will be encouraging us this morning. For it doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what's going on, doesn't matter how difficult or how try in your life circumstances are, remember this, Jesus Christ began a good work in you, is continuing it today, and will continue it until he calls you home. Take encouragement in that. Now the word attained... Um, In this verse, it says, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained. That word, attained, um, means to arrive. So it says, um, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already arrived. We have already arrived. See, the truth is that those who had grown in Christ in the context, in Philippi, as Paul's writing to them, um, had come only so far. So this morning, where you are doesn't matter age in terms of chronological age, where you find yourself, you have come so far as you walk this walk, as you run in this race that he's called us to. But there is more to be had. There's future development. There's more to be had. You've come this thus far. And guess what? Further growth is necessary for you and for I. It was necessary for them, for the uh, Philippians at that stage. Despite the fact that they had walked that uh, that far, and I mean, sometimes because he is addressing those who are mature, we can think that we are mature too, and we don't need to grow. We have reached our cap. It's the biggest lie under the sun. It's the enemy's ploy a tactic to try and subdue us, stop us from achieving the things that God has called us to. And if Philippians 1, 6 is true, he says that he has started a good work, he's continuing it, and he will bring it to completion, actually, the victory is ours. It is ours. But it's the enemy's job to, to uh, remember, he, it says that he, is, the, he disguises himself as an angel of light. So he'll come and present situations to you as though they're, they're nice. Only to get you into a whirlwind, into a trap, a downward spiral, into the. But actually, it, it's, it's almost redundant. It's because you are victorious in His name. Based on His word, we are victorious. So situations come and they seem as though they're dragging us down. Actually, we need to, to, to be mature. Those who are mature, you need to look over that and say, God, actually, you have the victory. You have the victory in your Son's name. It seems as though I'm going backwards, but actually I'm going forward because of your son's work in my life. The tragedy in some cases is is that some Christians realize that they have grown, and once they've realized they've grown and almost there's no more further growth that, that is needed, they neglect further growth. And Paul would encourage his friends, do not do that. Don't neglect further growth. You need to open your life up so that you can grow. And how do we best grow as we know we are educated uh, people? We need to read the Word of God, spend time in His Word, dissecting, understanding, meditating, asking questions to Him and each other. Because we are called together. Remember the word that says that iron sharpens iron. It's not just necessarily negative. It's not that Jamie has got an attitude and I need to sharpen his attitude or vice versa. No, iron sharpens iron. He encourages me to move forward. I encourage him to move forward into the things that God has called us to get to as a uh, a group of uh, uh, friends. And again... Can I remind us, if we believe the word of God to be true, he is busy still in our hearts. He is busy still in our lives. And he will bring the things that he called us to, to completion. And that is encouraging for you. And I hope it is certainly encouraging for me. So when I'm down and under, I can look up and say, God, you've started this work in my life. It doesn't matter what darts the enemy throws at me you have won, I have victory in your name. And it's an enemy's job to try and disguise that, to make us feel as though we are not victorious. But actually, in reality, we are. We just have to walk it out in his strength. And so for many Christians, perhaps, this is a generalization. After, I should I said, not for many, for some Christians after growing for a while, which we see their growth, and we see with excited things are happening, they're moving forward, they sidetrack from change. They grow, 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 and they stop. Why is it? Well, I can say this. Part of it is because the most challenging period of human development is the adolescent period. You know, for those who have been... Uh, the, the, the parents among us who have had kids who are older, they, they, we know, we've heard us who are going through the process. We, uh, you know, you, we are raised and we are learning and we get to the adolescent uh, stage and um, that becomes a very difficult period. And Why do I say that? Because that is the time when we think we know everything. We think we know everything. And guess what? It's not just in the human up, um, uh, human growth. It's not from baby to teenage. Uh, I mean, teenage adolescent is teenage part, life. Eh? Um, it's not just that. It's also in the Christian life. Maybe we study academically. We allow God to, you, uh, to um, speak life into uh, us through his word. And then we get to a place and we have learned a little bit of truth. And we become too confident and um, we think we know it all. And the truth of the, of the fact is a little knowledge is dangerous. Because it deludes us into believing we have arrived. It fools us. It makes us be, think as though we, we've got it. We know a little bit of truth. Maybe I know a bit more truth than you are. So I'm it. Uh, I've arrived. That's the, that's the whole um, attitude, spiral, uh, downward spiral attitude that we need to avoid. And that is not, God does not will not force you um, not to have the attitude. God will encourage you to change your attitude. God will encourage you, will give you a heart that is one that wants to learn, a heart that is um, designed to please Him. He will do that but by and large we are the ones who are responsible as to how we react we decide whether we are too good or we want to learn more or we want to we want to know more we want to and if if the truth of the word is real for me certainly i want to learn more yes i know quite a bit i thank god for that but there's more there's more he has more no, the word says that he has hidden. There's hidden things that he has, he has um, reserved for those who seek him. He has hidden some stuff. And those things are only revealed to us as we seek him. Those, those things are not going to be revealed to us when we think we have arrived. Or we do. we know everything. We've got all the answers. We know everything. Those things will not be revealed. It's, us. it's up to us to change our attitudes. So a little knowledge is good, but it is dangerous. We need to open our lives up to learn more. We need to open up our lives even more to allow God to work in and through us for his glory. Then he continues and says that we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Now the word walk connotes the idea of walking in rows or ranks the idea is to walk orderly walk according to a rule or a order now this word was used in the military sense back in uh, as Paul was writing this the scripture um, and he was encouraging we need to there's uh, there, there's order there's order in the Christian life there's order there's we're not just um, haphazard. We just don't wake up and, oh, what are we doing? There's order in, the, in this walk that God has called. It's like this, remember, Paul uses a, a picture that we understand, a race. There's, there are rules in a race. Um, we need to follow those rules. Should you not follow those rules, you get disqualified in a worldly uh, race. It impacts the way that we race. So Paul would address them and say, you mature ones, you Christians, you friends, you con- my, uh, the congregation, walk in order. Follow the same rules. There are rules in this Christian life that we need to follow. And see, for the, uh, the idea for the Christian is that he or she is to walk according to the principles of a system. Now, what is that system? That system is a, uh, is a word of God. We are to walk and live this life according to this, the system that we find in this word. The life that we find in this word. You cannot find the system and understand the, the system in inverted commas if you're not spending time looking and searching Scripture. And believe me, as you spend time and search Scripture, more questions pop up. That's why we're here together. But our primary guide is the Holy Spirit. Jesus, through his spirit in us. It's not me, it's not you, I am to run to him first. Ask him, Father, I do not understand, help me. And in his way of dealing with me, he, will, he might perhaps direct me to go to Wesley or to Malcolm or to someone, show me the truth, show, I don't understand. And then there's, they, they, they shed some light to the scripture that I've just le- uh, read and uh, am perhaps confused. And that confusion goes, then I can continue walking and racing and running this race that I've been given to. We have to keep in step with the Word of God. So this morning, are we keeping in step with the Word of God? Are we following the Word? Do we even know the Word of God? Not just superficially, not just uh, do we know the fundamentals, the foundational stuff, that we find in the Word of God. Do we understand? Do we believe it? It's one thing to understand, it's another thing to believe that which we understand. And that's where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. There's some things that we don't, humanly we don't understand and we will not, it actually makes no sense. God has given us a brain, He's given us intellect and sometimes our intellect, our brains come in the way. It gets in the way, and that's where you have to have faith, to believe that what God says is true. I mean, who in the right mind believes that you are saved by faith and faith alone? That, intellectually, is the most ridiculous uh, thought one could ever think. How am I saved? Who? Who? How? By faith? I just have to believe and I'm saved? That is insane. But in faith, I believe it. In faith, I believe, because the word of God tells me, I am, I am to have faith. It gives me faith to believe those things, that actually I am indeed saved. When the, uh, the enemy comes and speaks lies and says that you are not saved, you are good for nothing, uh, you can stand up and say, "No, but the word of God says that I am faith, I am saved. In faith, I am saved. In faith, I can move forward. In faith, there are things that God has called me to. I do not need to listen to the lies that you're bringing um, to my life. That's when intellect, brain versus faith comes into conclusion. Coll- now this word is incredible god god 's word is incredible, but we need to allow ourselves time to meditate. Remember I said last year that we uh, i 'm going to get us uh, I invited us to start uh, looking at the New Testament, and I said we will start and uh, as you as you as you read through the New Testament because I, I want us to to eat from the word of God and um, I had said there, uh 77 um, books um, in the New Testament, and I was hoping that maybe we can, you know, be done by the time we come into the new year. And then I think it was two weeks ago, I so said, I'm still in chapter one of the fir- very first uh, book, uh, the beginning of chapter one. Why? Because I am reading, and it's not a rushed job, I'm meditating. I'm asking questions. I'm saying, God, okay, I see this. I've read this over again. But now I stop and I meditate. I meditate in your word. And they're so good. And as you do that, he just breathes life into his word. And he opens up stuff that we didn't know before. I remember in verse fourteen of, of chapter three, Philippians chapter three, Paul had encouraged us that we are to keep we are to keep uh, pressing toward the goal of the upward call. So we're not just racing to end our lives to enter into heavenly um, abode that will will be welcomed in in uh, glorious procession. Um, no, whilst we're here, we are to continue. Looking forward to that upward call. Our focus is to be the upward call. That call that God has called us. He's called us into our race. We are in a in a race together, but in different uh, um, uh, levels or different stages of, of the race. But we are to keep our focus on the upward call. Now, if we don't, in this race, a static... Um, Ineptness kind of creeps into our spiritual lives. If we stay static long enough, we will stagnate. If we stagnate too long, spiritual dry rot will eat away at the core of our spiritual strength. We cannot remain standing. In other words, we have to keep walking. You are running on the, in, in this race. Maybe you've got a bit of a limp. You can't run as fast as you used to in your youth. But you have to keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking is what Paul is encouraging his friends in Philip. About. It's what the Spirit of God is encouraging us out today. It doesn't matter how, you, how fast you're running, how fast you're walking, how slow you're running or how slow you're walking. The point is we need to continue walking. You cannot stand, because if you stand, you stagnate. If you stagnate, remember I use that word, uh, like water in a dam. If it stagnates, it becomes stinky. It stinks. There's no life. There's no life. That is not what we're what we called uh, to. You. The enemy's plan is to th- make us think as though we are called to that, because you've got a limp, or you can't move, or there's situations that are holding you back, and so he's, he almost wants you to stagnate. But I remind you again this morning that he who began a good work in you and I is busy um, in and through our lives and he will bring it to completion. Now, isn't that amazing? Now, Paul here challenged the Philippians to hold to the attitude, a right attitude, an upward core attitude, God above, God at the end, God with us. God is working with us. He is working in and through us. Uh, we are to lift each other up. and to come alongside you and lift you up if I need to and walk with you. Or you are to come alongside me and lift me up if you need to. As long as we are walking, we are not to remain, we are not to stand. And the truth of the fact is the Bible is the absolute system of measurement for the Christian life. The Bible is a final authority. Not other books, not other um, readings and stuff that has been written by a man from the Word. They've taken the Word and they've... No, the Word of God, by His Holy Spirit, is our final authority. Now, I must say this. If in your life there is a conflict between how you feel... And what the Bible says, I'm afraid to say that the Bible is always right. It does matter how you feel, but not really. Because the Word of God is always, is the winner. We don't walk with our feelings. Feelings are good. God has given those to us because uh, we need feelings so that I can feel you know, empathy or or um, sadness or whatever. I can you know, so I can walk with you. But we don't walk by with our, by, by, with our feelings. The word of God supersedes, overtakes, beats our feelings. So if you're feeling um, contrary to what the word of God, can I say that the word of God is what we hold on to? Is where we go to. Because there are some things God has already shown them, Paul would say. Some things God has showed us in our walk, in this journey, in this race. And the truth is that they must hold, we must hold true to what they have already been shown if they're expecting God to show them more. It's true. If God has told you something, remember the word says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Therefore, God gives you something, He shows you something, and it's your responsibility to be obedient to that which He has called you to. If you're not obedient and you're not um, following that thing that He's led you to, based on His Word, how, much, how can you expect Him to give you more? To give you more, to show you more? You need to finish the job, that he's, and that's part of trust. Trust in Him. Part of trust in Him. You trust Him, He gives you away, He shows you. And you walk into that either by faith or by read, however it looks like. And when that's done, he then reveals more to you thereafter. But our responsibility is we are to be faithful if we want him to continue speaking and showing things to us. Paul would encourage his friends um, in Philippa in that regard. the truth is that uh, we will need elimination of the Spirit in addition to Paul's inspired epistle. Remember, these people who wrote the Word of God were carried by the Spirit of God. We believe that. But it's not just good enough to read the Word of God because we can read it and it becomes academic to us. We need the breath of God upon His most holy Word to illuminate, to open up, to shine, to show us how we are, it, to open it up uh, for us. And our key that I'd like for us to, if anything, to remember this morning the Bible which I've been encouraging us to read, and we continue reading, the Bible does not replace the Holy Spirit. The Bible does not replace the Holy Spirit. The Bible works, the Holy Spirit works along with the Bible. Remember, God, this is Jesus' word. We need the Holy Spirit to help us understand his word so that we can walk into all those things that he's called us to walk into. That's why Jesus would say to his disciples, I will send you one when I leave, one who will remind you of the things that I have taught you. Now those things for us that he has taught us, we, we learn through the preaching of his word, and his word is the Bible, of course. But it's the Holy Spirit who works and helps us in this life. It's Him who, in um, through His mighty works, that wooed us unto Himself by faith we accepted. And if that's the truth, why should I? Why, can I ask why then do we put a, a cap there? You started out your Christian life in faith. Why did you stop? Why did you stop? Why did you stop racing, walking this um, road in your own ability? You need faith, and faith is found in Jesus Christ through His Spirit. Are we, are we okay? So I'm not contradicting the Word of God, just in case you, you're, uh, maybe your eyes and your brain is starting to think. I'm not con- the Word of God is real. I mean, it's in His Word. John seventeen seventeen says that the Word of God is truth. How is it truth? It's because the, word, the Holy Spirit um, brings the truth to us. If we're not born again, if the Holy Spirit does not live in us, this is just um, readings. This is just nice stories. This becomes intellect intellectual. We read it from that. You know, it's a thesis. We write in from an academic understanding. But no, because the Holy Spirit lives in you and I, He brings He breathes life as we read His Word. But He, the Spirit of God. Do you remember that scripture where the unforgivable sin? What's the unforgivable sin? Yes. Do do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not um, blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Anything else, God says, that is forgivable. But against the Holy Spirit, that is not uh, unforgivable. So God holds Himself through His Spirit at a very high place. So I'm not contradicting the, the Word of God. I hope that's uh, not what I, my intention. My intention is to, to show us this morning, through the Word of God, through the writings of Paul in, uh, in, Philippa, in Philippians, that the Word of God and His Spirit, we need both to be able to walk this life, to be able to continue in this race. Without both of them, we, are almost, we become paralyzed we, become, we stagnate. We start to stink. And I, uh, I know I don't want to be around people who stink just as much as you don't want to be around someone who stinks. Literally and spiritually. We don't want that. So just in closing, so we need... The Holy Spirit, and then we need the Word of God. We need to allow them uh, to work together in us. But remember, the Spirit of God lives in us. He lives in us. And He's working in and through us. The Christian should develop a pattern of continually building on past growth. So can I ask us to remember your, your, your past? The growth that you've had in your Christian walk on this race? And use that for further future development that God may have, that not may, that God has prepared for you in advance. And so I ask have you detected any growth in your life? Have you built spiritual strength? The truth is we ought to be better Christians this year than we were last year. there There should be a noticeable difference. By yourself, you should know, you should see, you should get, you should see that there's a difference. You're not the same person that you were a year ago. And then by others. And so the question the other question is what are we eating spiritually? Are we exercising our spiritual muscles as it were? Or actually have we gone on a on a a um, spiritual diet? You know the word of God does not um, there's no biblical justification for a spiritual diet. We have to feed on the Word of God daily. Because then if you do, and the Spirit of God is working in you and I, we open ourselves up to Him, we can sing that song this morning, Jesus for your family, Jesus over the, every situation in your life, and we believe it in faith, that Jesus can turn things around. In fact, we go beyond believing that He can turn things around. He, in fact, He has turned things around it perhaps has not manifested down here on earth. You remember um, my last uh, scripture. You remember the story of Daniel. He prayed for, to God to do something, to get, give an answer. And um, immediately, it says immediately when he prayed, God answered him. Immediately. It wasn't later. But then an angel uh, was sent to go and, and, and um, deliver the answer, give the answer. It took that angel three weeks to get to Daniel. And so the angel says to Daniel, no, When you prayed, God answered. It gave me the go-ahead to come and give you the, 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 the answer. But in my flight, in my trek, in my way to come to you, I was faced with adversity, I was faced with opposition. The prince of, the, of um, Persia, I think it was, stopped me, there was a war in the heavenly places. I could not come to you. It didn't change the fact that God answered him the moment he prayed. But the manifestation of that answer, the answer was only received um, to, uh, with Daniel three weeks later. And remembering that Jesus Christ, in His wisdom, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if He answers it today, in His kingdom, it's answered it. But the manifestation of that answer in our lives may take long, because you don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm. There are forces that are coming, that are against the things that God has. The prayers that you've prayed... Maybe 10 years ago, and you're just waiting. You do not know whether uh, there, there are spiritual forces that are stopping those answers from coming to you. But God answered them the day that you prayed. In faith, you prayed. So do not stop praying. Do not stop believing. In faith, that God has the answers. Believe in Him. believe in Him. Father, I lift up Your holy name and I pray for my friends this morning. I pray for myself. I pray for those who are not with us, God. In fact, I pray for the Christian world, God, today, Father, where the enemy has, has um, deployed an uh, army to try and stop the things that you have prepared and planned for us, I ask Jesus that you would help us to realize and see that the enemy is defeated, has been defeated, and victory is yours. So I speak that over our lives, God. I break every bondage, every stronghold. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the magnificent work that you're doing in our lives. And I ask you to help us. To continue acknowledging you and giving you all the glory that's due to your name. In your strong name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.